This program is brought to you by P1 Australia Racing Components, the designer of the oil heat mats for dry sump tank applications. Find out more about the truths on engine oil heating at p1australia.com. You love supercars and keeping up to speed sometimes means hitting the rev limiter? Welcome to the Gates Rev Limiter Podcast. After each round, we unpack what happened. Join Andrew Clark. We've paused a fraction and got it right, and they probably still would have won the race. I mean, and yours truly, Neville Wilkinson. These are the heady days when Ford was spending mega bucks for all the action, all the controversy, and sometimes a little emotion. The Gates Rev Limited Supercars Podcast. Subscribe now on Apple, Spotify, or where you listen to them. Thunder Media. Hi, I'm Chaz Mostert. Hi, I'm Shane Van Gisbergen. And you're listening to Inside Supercars. From the racetracks across Australia, and here's Inside Supercars. On this episode of Inside Supercars, we speak to Shane Van Gisbergen's engineer and find out about his trip to Chicago and also, well, whether he'd like to go to NASCAR himself. Yeah, look, I'm not sure how realistic it is with a family that's all um um you know it's 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 38 weeks on the road pretty much so uh i i'm not sure but um second to that i actually i really love working at triple eight you know what i mean we've got such a good team andrew edwards joins us on inside supercars and it starts now Welcome to another edition of Inside Supercars. Craig Ravel and Tony Whitlocker joined by a man who's been jet-setting all over the world for car racing, Andrew Edwards from Triple Eight. Andrew, what a couple of weeks you've had with the adventures that you've been on. But uh, thanks once again for joining us here on Inside Supercars. Yeah, no, my pleasure. It's, um, yeah, it's been a crazy couple of weeks, so... It's been, it's been interesting. What we'd like to talk to you about, and you've obviously spoken to a lot of people, how you got to Chicago, not as in an aeroplane, but as in who initiated Did Shane call you? It happened before. He'd gone over there. But what was the initiation point for you being there at Trackside of Chicago? Um, I mean, yeah, look, I mean, the, t- the t- team kind of reached out and asked a few questions about, about Shane and um, you know what he what he likes and what he needs and you know a couple of a couple of kind of very broad global things about you know how we how we approach street tracks. I mean it was all um, you know it was all very global, nothing detailed. You know what I mean? Just just kind of food for thought. And then um, yeah, and then I was very fortunate to to kind of get an invite to to come over and, and join them and um and yeah they were they were just so good to me and kind of open and uh showed me how they did everything and you know that, that just it's just good conversations between our two you know disciplines I guess on on what we do so there's just a bit of a bit of co-learning there so it was really I was a really fortunate experience. For Shane left to fly there he knew you were coming as well. Yep. Yeah that's right. Yeah so I mean it all it all happened pretty pretty late in the piece but um yeah he, he knew i was coming over and um you know it worked really well because 
you know, I kind of got to work between the two, you know what I mean? I kind of got to um, explain to Shane some of the things they were doing and, you know, what it means in our world and then and vice versa, you know what I mean, explain, I guess, some of the things that Shane likes um, back to their engineers. So, you know, we got to work on the on the simulator and, you know, I was involved in that. But, you know, obviously I'm, I'm involved in a very low level in the, in the, back, in the background as a – as a guest, you know, I certainly, certainly don't take any credit at all for, for, for what happened over there. But, um, you know, I was involved, lucky enough to be involved and, and it was a good learning experience for me. And, you know, hopefully I helped in some very, very small way. Humility is something that people in motorsport you know, quite often do subscribe to. <laughs> the one thing you shouldn't take away from, Andrew, is the fact that you are the most successful driver and engineer, race engineer combination in the history of motorsport in that you had more uh, race wins last year than anyone else that had ever done before. You and Shane together were dominant season last year, a highly dominant season. So please, um, I'm sure that your the elements couldn't the elements couldn't have been stronger for you to be there. Yeah, well, I mean, there's always you know it's, it's, it takes a team of people to win and and. Like, I just hope I have, you know, in, in motor racing, in, in Triple Eight, and last year was obviously an incredible year. I mean, I, I hope I was some contributor to that success. Um, but, look, it it's never down to that one person and, and, um, and you know, what makes Triple Eight good. And that year good was everyone worked as a team and, and, and we had a, had a good year. So, but, yeah, obviously I love, I love working with Shane and, and you know, I hope we, we kind of, we, we, we click on that sense. So, you know, if I can be there and help in some small way, I think it was, you know, I was really fortunate. Andrew, we know Australian motorsport at the supercars level is and has no peer internationally. It is mm. right at that top level. What yeah. did you learn from the way NASCAR went about its business and uh, what were some of the things that you've now been able to go back to to JJ, who's got plenty of international experience, to Dutto, mm. to Jamie, and say, perhaps this is something that I saw there that is an opportunity for us? Yeah, look, I mean, you're right. We, we, we are lucky here. We, we've got a lot of, you know, engineering level in, in supercars is very high, you know, because like you say, all, all these, these guys have worked overseas at high level and, and have bought a lot of those skills back. So, you know, I think we're really fortunate um, that we have a very competitive category here. I mean, the, the main thing I've found that was different over there is is the level of resource. You know, they've got, um, you know, with the GM Performance Centre and their, and their engineers, they've got a lot more resource and information about the wind tunnel, about the tyre, um, about obviously their driver and loop simulation, all, all those kind of things are, uh, a high level uh, information that that help your your car go faster. Now we don't have some of that stuff to that level, and we're not allowed to have it to that level. You know what I mean? We're not allowed to go to wind tunnels and shaker rigs and things like that in in our sport. But um, but yeah, the simulation side over there is very very heavy because once they get to the track, effectively they can't change the car. So um, and they, and they do thirty eight weeks with one week off. So you know that all the prep is done before they get there, and really, when they get there, it's just about more or less ex- executing. So, yeah, I think I think obviously the simulation side of things probably was the biggest the biggest leap 
uh, different. And, and like I say, a lot of that comes from their level of resource available to them. You see Shane each and every day and, and uh, well, not, maybe not each and every day, but you see Shane a lot and have a very close relationship with him. There was a lot of feedback from media over in America and then observations from us back here in Australia that Shane seemed to have a, a completely different outlook and, and understanding that there's always the pressure of the championship and that's why sometimes the 12 hours so good. It's one race where you can just have fun in inverted commas but what was the difference in Shane did you see over there in America oh that's a that's a that's a that's a difficult one obviously yeah obviously it was an incredible experience for him and um it was just all new and different um so I guess you know that 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 adds a different perspective on things and I guess maybe the relationship maybe between, you know, how, how they, you know, where and when they talk to the drivers and things like that is maybe different. I don't know, but um, yeah, obviously how could you not be, how could you not be happy with the weekend he had? You know what I mean? Um, um, but yeah, definitely when we saw he, he had about two hours of media chats after the race, it just seemed to seem to keep going and going and, and um and yeah, he kept kept powering through. So um I think I think everyone was really on a high after that round. I mean it was it was just such a historic moment um for NASCAR and for for Shane and for everyone involved. Did you see any difference in his level of application and, and the way he went about it? I, I imagine he's a fairly consistent mm. person when we talk about the business of racing. Yeah, that, that's right. And I, I mean, on that side, I didn't see any difference. Like he, he, he puts in 100% here, and he put in everything he could there. I mean, um, you know, he did every, he did all the normal prep that we would do here. Um, you know, the, the difference over there was that he that he got a lot more kind of driver and loop simulation time than than anything. You know, we don't get to do that here. So, um, I think that was a, a big a big key to to kind of getting up to speed as as quick as possible because. I think it was a incredible ask to go and drive that car straight into a race almost with only you know a few hours of testing at a at a, at a fairly different track so um i think I think yeah the driver and loop simulation was was a was a big help, and that was something that probably was a bit different to hear, but otherwise his level of prep and intensity i I felt was exactly like it is here a recent conversation Andrew that uh I had with Jeff Slater, who worked with him some years ago, uh, back when he uh, joined Techno. He said when he saw Shane get out of the car, he hadn't seen him look that happy uh, since that era in, this, in 2016 or so. Um, he, he just said that there was a, a joy in him that he hadn't seen for some considerable time. Did you experience that with him, then? I think every, <laughs> I think everyone. I mean, there was... Look, there was people in the team that said they didn't cry when they won Daytona, but they did. They did for this race. I mean, it was, it was the whole Chicago vibe and energy, and you know what happened, what Shane actually did over there is, is still unbelievable. And 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 it was something that is easy to get caught up in, um, you know. So. Yeah, like if you, I guess if you're not happy with what happened over there, you'll never be happy. But but I, he just loves 
he's in his element when he's chasing. You know what I mean? I'm not sure. Maybe he wouldn't have felt like that if he just put it on pole and drove away. You know what I mean? And never was touched. But what he did to come from 18th, that that to me is the story. That that's that to me is the thing that was really incredible. Um, and I think he's in his happy place when he's racing. That's 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 what he enjoys. And it doesn't matter what kind of car it is, what category. He just wants to go racing. You know what I mean? And and have a and and fight. So that day, that day was was as good as it gets. You know what I mean? In, in terms of 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 racing. Before we leave the subject of NASCAR, Andrew, um, probably your interest level. Had you, um, you weren't around when Brad and Tim were racing in NASCAR here. Um, you weren't around as in Brad Jones racing, but um, do you have any interest at all in pursuing a career and possibly in North America? Look, it, it of course, I mean, it's interesting from, you know, as an engineer, you know what I mean? Um, totally different discipline it's certainly the intensity is incredible there and the the resources they have but yeah look i'm not sure how realistic it is with a family that's all um um it, you know it's 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 38 weeks on the road pretty much so uh i i'm not sure but um second to that i actually i really love working at triple eight you know what i mean we've got such a good team I love working with the people. I love the intensity here. So, yeah, I think it's it's interesting. Um, and if something came up, it would be an incredibly difficult decision. But at the moment, I, it's not on my radar, just because of mainly because of 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 family, you know. And I, I think it's we're very lucky in Australia. We've got a high level category, uh, incredible category, and we get to do fifteen weeks. And you know it's a realistic proposition to do as a as a job with a family. Um, so at the moment, there's there's really no plans for me or to, to to go over there. But yeah, as an engineer, I'm definitely interested in 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 all in all sorts of challenge. Well, Andrew, you're not the person that makes the rash jump from team to team. Yeah, yes, this is true. I mean, look, I stayed with Brad for a long time and. And really enjoyed my time at BJR, and and look, I, I'm loving my time at Triple Eight. You know what I mean? I, I just like the intensity, how they do things. Um, it, it's it's been good, and 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 enjoy working with all the people, which really is, you know, it's 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 a large portion of it. You know, I mean, you, to to do what we do, and with all the hours, you've got to like the people you work with, and and um and I'm super fortunate here that 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 um I get to do that. You went from a weekend in Chicago to a weekend in Townsville, and uh, the intensity was just as high even if there weren't another 40 cars or 30 cars there. Tell us about uh, the weekend. Obviously, there were continuing problems that you had or Shane had with the car. Let us uh, give us some inkling as to what those problems were. I mean, uh, they were surrounded by the steering and drive, or what particular aspect of the problem? Yeah, I mean, it, I probably can't go too much into detail. I mean, some of it we, we're still trying to work out ourselves, to be totally honest. Um, but yes, we, we have we have a we have a feature in 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 that car at the moment that uh, with the steering um, not not coming back to centre, which which you know is a little bit different to to Darwin, um, but uh, makes the car difficult to drive because. Um, 
you know, adds a lot of question mark for, for Shane coming into a corner, like in a big commitment track like Townsville. Uh, I think uh, it, it's very difficult to, to commit and to have confidence, um, even though, you know, we think the car is safe and won't break. But, um, yeah, I think we're, st- we're still trying to work through that. Uh, and we're measuring a lot more things on the car now to try and dig down even further than we can at the race meeting. Um, and look, yeah, I think hopefully we have a solution for SMP. Otherwise, you know, we, we really can't survive another weekend like this. But, um, you know, we're doing everything we can. And, and, yeah, the mechanics are working hard at changing everything and looking at everything and the engineers are measuring everything on the cars. So, yeah, I, I really hope we can, we, can, we can find an answer soon before we go to SMP. It, it was an interesting weekend in that the Sunday morning qualifying uh, was a, not the usual form for a triple eight or shame. Um, was there any one particular element that caused that situation? Yeah, I mean, on Sunday for us, I, I can only really talk about, um, you know, 97 in this case, but, you know, we just had that same, the same steering problem. Um, and that disrupted the first set of tyres, and then and then we locked a front um, on the on the next lap um, before the end of the session. So we got no time. So um, yeah, obviously it doesn't take much to be off on the balance a little bit. And I think the grip level in the morning probably caught us out a little tiny bit. Uh, it was definitely gripped up in the morning more than we had anticipated. So. Possibly, uh, you know, we were out a tiny bit on the balance as it was. Uh, but, but yeah, on, on 97, the, the thing that is really hindering our progress is, is, is the steering because it's hard to get, uh, you know, feedback on the balance and it's hard to know for shame what the car is doing when, when the steering is, is changing. So that, that, that does limit us a lot. But, um, but I think in the race you saw, even with all the problems, you know, he he had good pace. Um, so, yep, we, 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 a little bit of the strategy and a bit of luck helped us, but, you know, we you know we had a lot going on and we still were able to, to hold a, a reasonable position. Indeed. Um, the test next week, uh, SMP, and this is all in test, all teams. At SMP? Um, yeah, I mean, SMP... We have um, obviously um, we've got got a long race and a short race, and um, and it'll be a it will be a big test to see whether we've fixed the car. I mean, we have it's a it's a Saturday race, so so and practice, so it means that if we don't have it right, uh, there's not much time to fix anything. So yeah, I think I think Saturday at SMP will be a big test to us to see whether we've we've fixed this problem. Sorry, Andrew. I thought there was going to be an all-in test uh, for all teams uh, ahead of the race meeting. Not that I'm aware of, but maybe I've missed that. That that um, at the moment, I, I believe we only have a practice session. But um, yeah, I might be wrong on that one. I'm sorry. With something like this, where you've got you've got two cars in your stable. In fact, you've got three. We'll talk about testing the the super cheap auto car in a moment, but. Are you actually allowed to say, hey, jump into Brock's car and see if you've got that same feeling in Brock's car and, and vice versa? 
I guess you could change the numbers on the car to do it, but <laughs> only only at a test day. And you know, obviously, if we change the numbers, we we, we wouldn't want to we wouldn't want to do anything to to take the the problem across to Brock. So you know, we, we really, it's really something that we have to fix on on ninety seven. And and um, you know, it, no doubt there there is a mechanical thing somewhere on there. We, we just have to find it. You know what I mean? So. Um, yeah, we just have to keep working towards that. Whether there is a test day or not, certainly looking forward to catching up and talking in person to you. It, it's a track that offers something different to any of the tracks we've been to before this year. So you must be looking forward to getting the Gen 3 car there and tuning it to suit that place. Yeah, obviously SMP. We, we did the test day early in the year there. So, But at that time, we, we, yeah, we just got the cars effectively. So we were doing a lot of systems checking, not, not as much setup testing and look we, we we probably have changed the base a little bit from the car we had then so so yeah it's a challenging it's definitely a challenging place smp you know the long, long corners um not always a strength for um for us but uh so it will be a, it will definitely be a, a challenge and it's it's you know it's one that uh, we need to rise to because we really we're still at a deficit in the championship and we really really need to keep these kind of overall points coming like we had the last couple of rounds. Yesterday, as we speak, you were out testing with the super cheap auto car. Did you see something in that third car that's going to now be able to transfer into what you're going to do at, at Sydney Motorsport Park and beyond? You had two different drivers, but certainly with Craig, he's got a lot of experience with the team. Yeah, um, look, there's always things at test days that you uh you try and and you hope that it translates um we, we certainly tried a few things in the direction that we've been going and it looks like maybe maybe there is more gains but um you know it's one of those things plenty of times we've all done things at test days and thought thought they're better and we get to the racetrack and and it doesn't translate and and certainly smp is quite a different place to to queensland raceway so um so but in saying that um, yeah, I'm optimistic that, that there could be a few things that, that come along, but we'll have to wait and see. Andrew, congratulations on the last couple of weeks. Uh, it has been an amazing ride that we've all enjoyed watching. And uh, thanks for joining us again on Inside Supercars. Pleasure. Thanks a lot. Inside Supercars is produced by Thunder Media. Tune in next time for more. Or lock in the podcast on your iTunes or mobile device. Search Inside Supercars. The views expressed on Inside Supercars, including the panellists and guests, do not reflect the views of the network, Thunder Media or Sport Radio. Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited. You love supercars and keeping up to speed sometimes means hitting the rev limiter? Welcome to the Gates Rev Limiter Podcast. After each round, we unpack what happened. Join Andrew Clark. We paused a fraction and got it right, and they probably still would have won the race. I mean, and yours truly, Neville Wilkinson. These are the heady days when Ford was spending mega bucks for all the action, all the controversy, and sometimes a little emotion. The Gates Rev Limited Supercars Podcast. Subscribe now on Apple, Spotify, or where you listen to them.